Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. From Tunis to Ouagadougou, Lagos to Cape Town, this is the greatest show. Welcome to Tony's Tech Side. Yes, if they say it is the greatest show, who am I? Come on. Who are you two to say it's not? Come on. Here on the side of tech with me, Tony. Stories and experiences in tech on the continent of Africa. As it affects and as it impacts Africa. From a word every day which you can learn here on the tech side to digging deep into the rubbles of history to the juiciest tech stories and news and experiences as it affects Africans and Africa in general. I will be sharing from 9am which is now till the hour of 12 midday exactly and then i would hand over to all the beautiful wonderful personalities on air here to serenade the rest of your day welcome to this side of tech i'm tony when i return all of this i mean these will be yours okay thank you i'm knowing my intro <laughs> see you on the other side yeah stick around on tony's tech side Andra day with rise so just the way this song sometimes wakes me up the first time i came in contact with the song rise up rise like the day i rise up but it was someone who was singing it and i was like oh my god what a song and i would play it and you know i'd wake up on the right side and if i did wake up on the wrong side i would still play the song and i'd be like yes 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 rise today digging deep into the rubbles of history it was big for mankind. It was the first untethered space walk, meaning the first human person to Earth orbit, right? So what they do is the Earth right now, if you ever get close to the surface of the Earth, like from here in the sky, you just die because you lose oxygen, yeah? But then we've had satellites go out of the Earth over and over and over again until this day in the year 1984. That's almost 40 years. Next year would make it 40 years that it happened. Bruce McCandles II and Robert L. Stewart. They were the astronauts that made the first untethered space walk using a manned maneuvering unit. The manned maneuvering unit is like a big chair that they sat on and that chair had everything including nitrogen gas that was you know poof, 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 and was pushing them like the foil what was filling them and it kept them steady and they had the oxygen and everything you know for themselves so that they don't lose air and you know they have like what's going to sustain them and then the satellite that they were in was just around the corner so that they do not get lost in space because it's just space right there's no gravity holding anybody so you can you can disappear you can go as far as anything and then the earth's gravitational pull yeah they just stayed around there before now it had never been done if you're going to do anything it either had to be from the spaceship you're in or you're just around like you're walking around the spaceship literally and you have like a rope tied to your back so that if anything happened they could just carry you draw you back yeah but this was the first time it was happening if man can achieve such feats and such success that has never been done before in man's history then come on man just rise up from your bed rise up from that mindset that you're in now rise up from the thoughts 
negative you know pulling you down or the thoughts of you not being able to do something or achieve something and this is me also talking to myself yeah i'm not just talking to you i'm talking to myself too and just get it done of course you need to plan towards it you need to think about it it may take you years months minutes hours to get it done but set your mind on the fact that you can get it done and actually get it done yeah one of the persons bruce mccandles too he was 80 a few years ago when he passed in 2017 so this is kind of like our motivation for today digging deep into the rebels of history today to find something that is really really motivating something that would preach to your mind and your soul and say yes if they did it we could do it yeah and these persons didn't just do it this once the persons here for example had been working on different things related to you know space shuttles satellites and they were also you know this guy the one i just mentioned i was also i think one of the communicators with louis armstrong um, and then those that landed on the moon and everything so it's, it's it took a lot of time it took a lot of effort took a lot of planning intentionally before this day came and before they were able to do it so we're all champions in our own rights in our own spaces we just need to stand up and be that champion that we are tony's tech side africa tech radio you're listening to tony's tech side i'm not sure why the title of that song that just played holy father i don't know why miracle named it holy father i really don't know why one holy father just finished visiting the south sudan congo and africa you know some parts of some countries in africa i don't know if you know it's the same holy father holy father or if it's you know something else but what i know for sure is that <laughs> today on this side of tech today the word we'd be learning today is the word bite and byte is spelled b-y-t-e it's a storage unit it's the word that is used to represent a unit of storage and this unit of storage is capable of representing you know it could be a single character such as a letter a number or a symbol and if we're talking in technicalities it is a sequence of binary bits in a serialized data stream in data transmission systems that is a lot of english breaking it down for most computers in most computers one byte is equated to eight smaller units called bits so bits eight bits makes one byte although the size of a byte has always been dependent also on the hardware the symbol for byte is an uppercase b right b so when you say one mb one megabyte but one b means one byte b in capital yeah yeah uppercase a byte is capable of holding a string that is needed in larger application processing for a large amount of memory there are prefixes before you add the byte just like i did with mb so you have kilobytes that's a thousand and twenty four bytes make one kilobyte now megabytes that's you know data you usually buy is one million forty eight thousand five hundred and seventy six bytes one million forty eight thousand five hundred and seventy six bytes makes one mega megabyte and the gigabyte one billion seventy three million seven hundred and forty one thousand eight hundred and twenty four bytes makes one gigabyte so for people who usually use 10 gig 
worth of internet data in a month. It means either your device or the sets of devices or the information you have gotten is worth just do the maths 10 times 1 10 billion worth of bytes worth of information and that's what has been processed by you and your device in one month or in one year or in one week most computer applications compare size and transfer rates in larger multiples of bytes like the kilobytes and megabytes that we have actually talked about so that's how you compare the size and the rates of information that has been moved from one place to another or transferred from one device to another. So when you get information worth one gigabyte, it means you've gotten information worth one billion bytes of data. Some programming languages also make use of bytes as a type of data. For example, C and C++ makes use of bytes as a data type and define bytes as the addressable unit for data storage capable of holding a single character. I hope you've actually learned a thing today. And what we've learned is the word byte, B-Y-T-E, represented by the capital letter B. I mean, uppercase letter B. <sighs> okay, so we'll move on from this now. When I return, it will be sharing stories and experiences most juicy on the continent the ones that are really relevant and the ones that everyone should be talking about where would i be well we'll most likely start from nigeria we'll start from lagos maybe maybe ricardo banks is suggesting we start on a particular road in lagos you're listening to tony's tech side well due to how pressing this is a labor court in Kenya ruled just yesterday that Facebook's parent company Meta can actually be sued in the country. Daniel Motaung filed a lawsuit against Meta and his own direct employee, Sama. And Sama is the content review partner for Facebook in Africa. And in that suit, he alleged that he was unlawfully dismissed when he attempted to start a union. Motong says he developed severe post-traumatic stress disorder on the job due to graphically violent images and videos. And Meta previously requested that you know, this should be struck out because the Kenyan court had no jurisdiction on the US-based company because it's not incorporated in Kenya and it's incorporated in the United States and the only person most likely or the only company who could be added to the suit is Sama, that's its partner. And Sama in January had already announced that it would close its content moderation hub in Kenya, according to it, it said to streamline its operations. These suits alleged also, you know, claims of workers' exploitation and things like that. But just yesterday, the Kenyan Employment and Labor Relations Court George rejected Meta's claim, stating that while the company is not legally established in Kenya, several features of its operations there in Kenya render it liable nonetheless. This is not the first case that Meta is facing in the East Africa region. In December 2022, the tech giant Meta was sued in Kenya's high court for allegedly encouraging hate speech, inciting ethnic conflict, and failing to moderate content in Eastern and Southern Africa. And I remember, you know, just at the time when the elections in Kenya was coming up, it got to a point where the people in Kenya were barred from these platforms owned by Meta, mainly Facebook. 
So this opens up a can of worms and it opens up <laughs> like a lot of things that could actually happen if other judges and other lawsuits start coming up. If we start this, it would just not come to an end. And now the discussion around what the borders are of a company when they have platforms that are digital and are being used by people across border lines. Under whose laws do they operate? And if a company, for example, that is Nigerian, establishes, no, not just establishes business, has customers in a different country without necessarily opening a business in that country, how will these things be sorted? I know that the AFCFT kind of takes care of that. So that's as it, as it affects African countries, like an African country and another African country. But then when it has to do with companies over years, not over years, US companies have always pleaded this and they've always, you know, gotten off the hook. But I I don't think it's going to continue this way. I don't think it will continue to happen this way. Skepta and Whiskey, bad energy. On a day like this, everyone is just praying against something like that. Africa Tech Radio. Your plug for all things tech. Well, it's official. What is official? What is official? Google is working on a chat GPT competitor. (laughs) Bro, it just announced the beta test. Yes. Bard, that's the name of the ChatGPT competitor from Google. Sundar Pichai, Google CEO, announced the project in a blog post and described the tool as an experimental conversational AI service that will answer users' queries and take part in conversations. And this software is, you know, available to trusted testers and it will become more widely available to the public in the coming weeks. It's not really clear what exactly the capabilities of bad will be but it seems that chat will just be as free-ranging as open ai's chat gpt note that there's some conversational ai services or platforms um, or technologies that are just you know depending on one like the answer questions only from one area one like if you just want to ask everything about the human body or about logistics in africa or about one particular thing but chat gpt was phenomenal and there are others like it yeah because it was really free it was more like a human like all the knowledge a human can have about anything and everything and not just restricted to one you know area or one set of capabilities so if you're planning a friend's baby shower or you're trying to get launch ideas based on what's in your fridge or you're comparing the winners of two ballon d'or nominees right or former winners or past winners say ronaldo versus messi right something like that you can ask it and it's based on facts based on stats based on this based on this based on you know that's basically like free ranging like anything literally now a screenshot of it encourages us to ask about practical queries just like the one i've you know talked about now are you planning a baby shower how to plan a baby shower just clean questions like that and you're going to say oh why isn't google doing that because google if i search on google i get answers so google gives you suggestions of answers from other people right it's like you're getting into a compound and you're saying um how is this so you're getting into a country and they say oh you know this person is telling you that you can find this here this other person that you can find this here with chat gpt like answers you like a human being it's a conversation it's not just giving you text and say go and search yourself out i've given you resources it kind of like helps you out yeah mm-hmm 
BARD can be an outlet for creativity and a launchpad for curiosity, helping you explain new discoveries from NASA's James Webb Space Telescope to a nine-year-old or learn more about the best strikers in football right now and then get drills to build your own skills. And these are the words of Sonda Pichai, Google's CEO. Now, at the same time this is happening, something else is also happening and it's not with Google, but it's with Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Now, Microsoft, according to people, they feel that this is Microsoft's response to Google's rival. That's the bard I just talked about, which just got announced. And they will be integrating ChatGPT into the Bing search results. Now, for people who don't know Bing, Bing is the web browser that is owned by Microsoft. And Olivia mentioned this to me last week. And she said, oh, Microsoft is planning something big and it's going to be big. And I'm like, but how many percent of, like, what's the percentage of people who use Bing? If you're integrating into Bing, like, so? It's not a big deal. And she's like, come on, Tony, think. They're about to make Bing a big thing. Bing will bang. I'm like, what? It really, Bing would really bang. Yes, this time. Now, this integration appears to have briefly leaked last week with some Bing users spotting a new chat section with a chatbot-like UI for obtaining answers from Microsoft's search engine. Microsoft simply refers to this as the new Bing that will provide complete answers to real questions. So am I seeing, this is me thinking out loud, and I'm like, so the search button, if we integrate AI to the search button, are we going to really just still have the search results as we have them now? Or are we going to have a much more intelligent search results or much more intelligent search results? Yeah, are we going to have that? Now, we heard that the recent launch of ChatGPT reportedly raised alarms within Google. But Microsoft is also planning to deploy OpenAI's various models into its own consumer and enterprise products. Outside of the Bing, there are rumors of Microsoft Word, Microsoft PowerPoint, and Outlook getting OpenAI technologies. Microsoft recently launched Microsoft Teams Premium with features powered by OpenAI. Now, Microsoft events will also be held a day before Google holds its own event. So Microsoft event is on the 7th and Google's is on the 8th. And I don't know. We're hoping to see a lot more of this ChatGPT integration in the Bing. I've tried. I've checked. I haven't gotten the update yet. Most likely today. And also see just how Microsoft plans to weave OpenAI's models throughout its whole product. But then, what an interesting future we live in. Where these things are getting a lot more intelligent. And it seems like we are really getting a hang of things. I think, and this is me thinking out loud, that we're in a phase. Like every 10 years, every 100 years, every 20 years, something really important happens. It's been brewing for a long time, but trust me, the time is now. And this is how I say good morning. Reg32, Roxana Meris, take it away. You're listening to Tony's Tech Side. Well, thank you very much for staying on Tony's Tech Side. I hope you learned a thing or two today. I hope you had some educative, fun time with me. I return tomorrow with more stories, more education, more 
entertaining style educative content <laughs> kind of i don't know that sounded off but thank you very much everything continues here right here on africa tech radio and we'll be talking about something very important if you're nigerian please do tune in tomorrow everything that has to do with naira things that have to do with maybe the redesign and just a new thing that the central bank is pushing i think we will just talk about that tomorrow please don't miss it for anything 9 a.m i return tomorrow and i'll leave you at 11 again thank you very much away i go like oxlade says but i return again tomorrow thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com